2: Hi, everybody,
1: and welcome to this week's episode of Greater Good Radio. I'm Bob Kosh, and we are broadcasting from WOR 710 a.m. We're the voice of New York, and thanks once again for joining us. This week, I want to pay particular attention to veterans' issues. Uh, Thursday was Veterans Day, and I just believe it's a fitting tribute to really look at every component, what a military service person, men, women, go through, not only during active service, but what their families go through, their mental health issues. There is so much that we owe these brave people. So, That being said, I would like to ask everyone, if you get a chance, visit the website, greatergoodmediallc.com, and let's get rolling. As you know, as I said, Veterans Day was this past Thursday on the 11th. It's actually formerly known as Armistice Day. Veterans Day is a federal holiday in the United States observed annually on the 11th of November honoring military veterans who are people who have served in the United States Armed Services and have been honorably discharged. Formerly, Veterans Day was known as Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are celebrated now in other countries that mark the anniversary of the end of World War I. Major hostilities of World War I were formally ended on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918, when the armistice with Germany went into effect. At the urging of major U.S. veterans organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. Veterans Day is distinct from Memorial Day. It is a U.S. public holiday in May, um, and, you know, just like... We're remembering now, Veterans Day celebrates the services of all U.S. military veterans, while Memorial Day honors those who had died while in military service. On November 11, 1919, President Woodrow Wilson issued a message to his countrymen on the first Armistice Day, in which he expressed what he felt the day meant to Americans. And part of that, uh, from the White House, he said... A year ago today our enemies laid down their arms in accordance with an armistice which rendered them impotent to renew hostilities and gave to the world an assured opportunity to reconstruct its shattered order and to work out in peace a new and juster set of international relations. The soldiers and people of the European allies had fought and endured for more than four years to uphold the barrier of civilization against the aggressions of armed force. We ourselves had been in the conflict something more than a year and a half. With splendid forgetfulness of mere personal concerns, we remodeled our industries, concentrated our financial resources Increased our agricultural input and assembled a great army so that at the last hour of power, it was a f- so, that, so that at the last hour, there was a decisive factor in victory. We were able to bring the vast resources, material, and morale of a great and free people to the assistance of our associates in Europe who had suffered and sacrificed without limit in the cause for which we fought. Out of this victory, there arose new possibilities of political freedom and economic concert. The war showed us the strength of great nations acting together for high purposes. And the victory of arms foretells the enduring conquests which can be made in peace when nations act justly and in furtherance of the common interests of men. Now, the United States adopted a resolution on June 4th of 1926 requesting that President Calvin Coolidge issue an annual proclamation calling for the observance of November 11th with appropriate ceremonies. A congressional act approved May 13th, 1938, made November 11th in each year a legal holiday a day to be dedicated to the cause of world peace, and to be thereafter celebrated and known as Armistice Day. Now that all changed. President Reagan was the driving force for the national holiday that we now know as Veterans Day. Because it is a federal holiday, some American workers and many students have Veterans Day off from work, or school. When Veterans Day falls on a Saturday, then either Saturday or the preceding Friday may be designated as the holiday, whereas if it falls on a Sunday, it's typically observed the following Monday. Legally, two minutes of silence is recommended to be observed at 2.11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't believe anybody during this period of time uh, really does that anymore. And that's something that's kind of lost in generations. It's unfortunate because World War One was really, you know, the first, World War One was really the first, let's say, mechanized war. I mean, you had airplanes dropping bombs. You had a lot of things going on that people didn't see in conflicts prior to that, but it's the American veteran that we're talking about. And what can all of us do to say thank you and show our appreciation to those who serve? We are obligated and have a responsibility to those who were sent to the field of battle in order for the rest of Americans to remain safe and free. Those who volunteer for military service are the line of defense which preserves and protects what is embodied in the United States Constitution. And that leads me to talk about the transition of going from military service back to civilian life, especially after a conflict. Look at what the veterans who have come home from Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam— Look at what they're going through. Nobody knew what PTSD was. And if you go back, there was uh, General Patton during World War II ended up slapping a soldier who was going through what they called back then battlefield fatigue. And they just, you know, we've learned so much from conflict, from watching people get killed. It's, it's an ugly business. The difficult transition from military to civilian life service is difficult, demanding, and dangerous, but returning to civilian life also poses challenges for the men and women who have served in the armed forces, according to a Pew Research study. While more than 7 in 10 veterans report they had an easy time readjusting to civilian life, 27% say reentry was difficult for them a proportion that swells to 44% among veterans who served in the 10 years since the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Why do so many veterans have a hard time readjusting a civilian life, while others make the transition with little or no difficulty? To answer that question, they analyze the attitudes, experiences, and demographic characteristics of veterans who identify the factors that independently predict whether a service member will have an easy or difficult re-entry experience. Using certain techniques known as logistic regression, the analysis examined the impact on re-entry of 18 demographic and attitudinal variables. Four variables were found to significantly increase the likelihood that a veteran would have an easier time readjusting the civilian life and six factors predicted a more difficult reentry experience. Now, this is hard to say who's going to feel what. You know, these poor men and women, you know, they come home, and when you are in a conflict situation, a battle situation, when there is tension, you know, these, these brave men and women venture to a different country, and a lot of people there are looking to kill them. It's something that uh, many of us will never experience. But I, I think it's important that we all recognize the, the, the absolute sacrifice that they have made by being in our military. So we can stay back home and enjoy free speech, freedom of the press, the things that, that do not exist in other countries. Today, I would invite everyone listening to read the remaining language contained in the Declaration of Independence. It explains what the colonists tolerated for so long. Then, they said, enough is enough. Independence from Great Britain was the cry from those who suffered from the hands of tyranny. The beginning of the Declaration says, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And without the U.S. servicemen and women, none of that would exist. President Warren Harding spoke at the dedication of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier on November eleventh, nineteen 1921, And in part, he said, we are here today to pay the impersonable tribute. The name of him whose body lies before us took flight with his imperishable soul. We know not whence he came, but only that his death marks him with the everlasting glory of an American dying for his country. Today, many remain known and are appreciated by their fellow Americans. I want to bring back, as my first guest, uh, Mr. Vince Santilli. Vince heads an organization called Homes for the Brave. Now, when veterans come home, they're entitled to, you know, certain programs that include mental health. But what they do at Homes for the Brave far surpasses anything that is just put out there by the government. I mean, whether it's good intentions or not. But what what Homes for the Brave do for the men and women who wear in uniform or, you know, uh, whether it's active duty, whether it's, um, you know, folks that have been in prior conflicts, uh, Homes for the Brave is cutting edge and they, they just are a fantastic organization. Vince thanks for being back on the show.
3: Oh, Bob, it's a, always a pleasure to be on with you. I I wanted to ask you now that that
1: you know Veterans Day comes around once a year. I would love to hear from you. What veterans are going through, especially this year after what we went through in Afghanistan and and just, you know, the the basic challenges they have with re-entry as a whole.
3: Well, Bob, you know, in, in a sense, you know, Veterans Day every year, certainly the men uh, and women at our female house have a great deal of pride and mm-hmm. and folks in the community come forth to, to recognize and acknowledge their service. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's just always a tremendous positive in the last couple of years, we've had to certainly adjust the way we celebrate Veterans Day. And people have not, due to the pandemic primarily, been able to get to us in person to the extent that they were before. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think at the same time, the men and women are experiencing, you know, the holidays are approaching, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so those who have Battled addictions, those who have battled loneliness, mm-hmm. those who are re-entering, for instance, right, right. and you know uh, roughly twenty to twenty five percent of our male veterans are coming to us often with you know criminal histories and sometimes right at directly out of the Department of Corrections. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what that does is it intensifies the feelings of of really frustration. And, you know, uh, finding a job and a a great, a suitable employment opportunity just becomes a lot harder than it was before when there's a criminal history involved. So all those factors, I think, kind of work together to just create sometimes a little uh, depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so what we try to just do is continue to shower our male and female veterans with acknowledgement and, and with just affirmation for their mm-hmm. service. And at the same time, you know, uh, let them know, hey, look, you know, okay, you feel like you're alone, but you've got all of us here. Sure, sure, and sure, and sure. these are conversations I was just having earlier this week with two of our different residents and completely different scenarios mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, you know, you you're, think you, you're alone, but you're not because, you know, you've got the whole team here at Homestead Brave behind you. And, and we're now going on 20 years of serving our male, and, male veterans and, and 10 years, by the way, in, in just a few days from when we had our first female veteran um, move into our female house, which is right, still right. the only one in the state of Connecticut exclusively for female veterans and their young children. Sure, sure. It's named after a young man from Wilton, Connecticut, Nicholas A. Medeiros, mm-hmm, uh, who mm-hmm. lost his life just a just a couple of weeks before his twentieth birthday, uh-huh. and so you know the our female house is named after him and his mm-hmm. parents, Bill and Shalani, have been just oh involved in and with everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Vince, you
1: you you struck on a couple of things that pull at my heartstrings, you have veterans who, you know, sadly enough, go through what they go through, but you also have family members, husbands, wives, children, grandparents. Does your organization uh, reach out to those individuals also as they're connected to, you know, a resident or, or, you know, a, a, a veteran?
3: Well, it's difficult for us to do that, uh, Bob, because our um, it's confidential. The fact that even that they're residing with us at this time, and so mm-hmm. you know, and, and in some instances, you know, the veteran doesn't necessarily want folks even in oh. our, know that they're here, sure, necessarily. So, but at our female house, you know, we have young children. And so, you know, and and it's not all the time, but at any given time, and we've had previous years where right before, you know, it got really cold outside, you know, you got a young lady living in a vehicle with a small child in the dead of winter. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to have them move into our facility, which is clean, safe. Beautiful yeah, and yeah. really get back on their feet. It's boy, we are just so proud to be able to offer that opportunity.
1: And and well, you should. Um, what you folks do, uh, Vince Homes for the Brave is a shining star for other homes other organizations to follow you you're just all around good people i mean in the in the reason i brought up the whole family member thing because you know not only do you have someone who is serving their country but their family members are affected as you know uh by you know trouble with reentry uh ps uh, ptsd issues and i just wanted to have you on to really, uh, really, really raise Homes for the Brave, and and once again, as I said, you know, because of all the tremendous work you do, um, you know, let let us know uh, where where uh,
3: where folks can reach events. Bob, you could they can reach us right here at uh, Homes for the Brave, www.homesforthebrave.org, mm-hmm. two zero three three, three, eight, zero, six, six, nine by phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my email address is uh, V Santilli at S A-N-T-I-L-L-I at homesforthebrave.org. We're so appreciative of you, Bob, and WOR710 a Greater Good Radio, because you've helped us really and develop so many great friendships in New Jersey and the New York City metro area and beyond. And uh, we are most grateful for that. Well,
1: right back at you, my friend. You enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Uh, thank you looking for that special place to kick back and have a great evening visit the long branch distillery featuring everything from mixology classes event space and tours the long branch distillery is a cut above those other venues offering the same old thing they've always got something that will surprise your taste buds to sip or savor long branch distillery prides themselves in the crafting of their distilled spirits using the latest technology in the distilling world you'll get consistency and quality when enjoying their big door vodka gin bourbon or rye whiskey plus the entertainment is unsurpassed featuring local jazz artists stand-up comedy and other musical acts come join us Thursdays through Sunday at the Long Branch Distillery located at 199 Westwood Ave Long Branch New Jersey Visit their website at lbdistillery.com or call them at 732-759-8321. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, the voice of New York. would like to introduce you to ShopLocalWay.com. Have you ever thought about that butcher in Passaic for that steak that you want? And what about the cheese in Montclair? And you know you've got to have that pumpernickel raisin bread from Manhattan. There's only one delivery service that can provide you with everything I just spoke about. It's ShopLocalWay.com. Shop Local is the doorstep delivery service of high-quality products from local businesses. They bring you the marketplace with exquisite local stores you will not find on any other platforms. Simply choose your favorites from local stores along with the delivery or pickup option and enjoy your time while the order is on its way. ShopLocalWay.com supports local business. It's the shops that you can't get from anywhere else. Remember, there's only one way to shop, shoplocalway.com. Call Shop Local at 833-463-4466 or visit the website at www.shoplocalway.com. We've all had a wow moment. But here's one you'll love. Evelyn's Kitchen in East Harlem is dishing up some premier comfort food. Yep, it truly is like being in your grandma's kitchen you'll be back for seconds after the first visit. But the story attached to this eatery and what they endured during the pandemic is telling of their devotion owner Isla Donchen has for those who assisted her in developing this unique place in an amazing neighborhood in New York City. Isla, thanks so much for being on the show today.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Bob. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you for a little bit.
1: I, you know... We spoke before this started, and I said, and I want our listeners to know this. I went to your website, and I the stuff that you are putting out there is <laughs> oh just Thank
2: fantastic! You. Oh, that's so fun to hear! Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. But tell us how did you how did you get into food? how did you get into doing this? Oh,
2: what a good question! I mean, honestly, like. I am not um classically trained. i mm-hmm. I have always liked to entertain. Okay. Um, and I think that's really sort of the the driving force behind this is I just really enjoy cooking for people, feeding mm-hmm. people, bringing people together. and i I used to joke that if i I didn't live in New York City, Mm -hmm. and spend, you know, my 20s and 30s in a small apartment, Evelyn's Kitchen may never have happened because (laughs) (laughs) part of what I was really itching to do was just throw big parties and, you know, have dinner parties and take care of people. Um, And so it really started um, to take shape when Evelyn Satinoff, who was my godmother, Mm -hmm. um, was diagnosed with lung cancer. And I began to... Um, take care of her and it started first with just kind of running her to appointments and walking her dog. She lived really close to me um, in the city Mm -hmm. and there was a certain point where she really wanted to have friends over and and see people and so we began to have dinner parties Mm -hmm. um, in her apartment and it just kind of spurred this lifelong passion to pursue um starting a business. Evelyn loved blondies. Oh uh, and she sort of challenged me to make a great blondie mm-hmm. and um I remember that I was so like oh I could do this and I mm-hmm. you know looked at all these recipes and I put something together and I brought it to her and mm-hmm. she was like nah no this isn't it <laughs> and So I was like, well, she's like, I like mine chewier. And so I made another batch and, you know, and another batch. She just was like, yeah, you know, but it should have chocolate in it. And so what was happening is I was making all these pans of blondies Mm -hmm. and I would carry them around in a Ziploc bag. The left, you know, the ones that she was rejecting. And I was sort of giving them out to people and I started getting calls. How can I order these? And I had spent, you know, 15 years working in sports and entertainment. So the folks that were asking me for it had the ability to also then say, "Um, can you do all of our Christmas gifts this year? You know, are you going to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that first year, which was 2009, Mm -hmm. I did all of the Christmas gifts for the NFL and for Def Jam. Um, I started catering just off chance for vh1 because somebody had come to a uh, like a little dinner party and asked mm-hmm. if i could you know help out with john mayer's storytellers and hip-hop honors right. and it just kind of grew wow. um until we moved into our kitchen in east harlem in 2010 as an actual business and so we've been sort of chugging away for the last 11 years building the business Wow,
0: that's that
1: is just amazing. I and I love stories like this. I mean, it's you know, I have interviewed um, a number of chefs, and you get a whole resume. Well, I studied here, I flew to France and lived in a paper bag for two months. Uh, And this is, I mean, I love to cook, I love to eat, and I just really. Started by watching my mom, yeah, um, because there were six of us, and she had, you know, was like, you know, cooking for a platoon every day.
2: Exactly, you know, peel a potato here and there, yeah. you know, stir this, and yeah, yeah. you learn that way, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, is that where this kind of started with you? Maybe, like when when you were younger.
2: It was, it absolutely started when I was younger. Um, I, I always tell a story that my mom refused to get me an easy bake oven because she was like, just use the real oven. What's that? Yeah. You don't need that. Just, you yeah, know, yeah. Wh- what are we making? Yeah. Um, there's certainly a love of food and coming together over food that is interwoven into my childhood. Yeah. Um and, you know, I grew up um, in in the era that the very first food processor came out. Mm-hmm. And the food processor um, had a, a cookbook that came with it that had a recipe for cheesecake and another recipe for chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. And that summer, I really wanted to go to sleepaway camp. I grew up in Illinois and I wanted to go to a sleepaway camp in New York. And so my parents said, if I raised half the money, mm-hmm. they would send me and that, you know, they would match it. And so I started Isla's Magnificent Moose and Cheesecake when I was 11 uh, with these recipes from the very first food processor cookbook. Um, uh-huh. And I laughed because my business had no overhead because my parents bought all the ingredients yeah, sure. and they would take me to deliver yeah. it. Um, but I would put flyers up all over the place and I raised the money um, and it's still the same chocolate mousse and cheesecake recipe wow. that we serve today at the restaurant, to be honest with you.
1: You know, it's nice when you're 11, you don't have to worry about portion control. Yeah, exactly. Over Nothing, over. right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> and
1: by the way, I want to really compliment your mom because do you know how many houses burned down with those easy bake ovens? <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. She was just like, that's silly. Just use the real oven. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just, I think. For me, uh, it is following, you know, having an opportunity to really follow my passion, to really mm-hmm. say, this is what I like to do. I'm pretty good at it. And yeah. I really just, you know, want to embark on this journey to see if I can really pull it off.
1: Right, right. And apparently, you're you're knocking them dead. Fast forward, how did you end up with your place in East Harlem, and and I understand you you really talk about a stand up individual. Tell us, I, I I know you you paid your staff through the pandemic. You did some pretty dynamic things, young
2: lady. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I I think um, we ended up in East Harlem um, because when we when I, I ran the business out of my home for about a year, mm-hmm. um, and about. I guess, seven or eight months into that year, we've got a contract with uh, Madison Square Garden to be their exclusive vendor for blondies and brownies. So the blondie had actually, you know, become something. Um, I I used to work at the garden. And so we had the opportunity to meet with their purchasing department Mm -hmm. and they liked the product. And so we got this contract. Um, And I thought I had time (laughs) to find a kitchen. Um, And they started ordering much earlier than I thought that they were going to. So we had to find some place really quickly to be able to manage the volume that they ordered. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I found this little place. Actually, um, a good friend of mine, Nicole, found this kitchen in East Harlem that was a fully set up commercial kitchen. Um, The previous owner had closed their business and we were able to move in and start cranking things out. And I knew nothing about the neighborhood prior to moving in. You know, it's sort of like at the furthest, highest end of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened over that first year in 2010, we moved in September of 2010 and Mm -hmm. I absolutely fell in love with the neighborhood. It is just... Warm and diverse and interesting. And um I, I you know I feel it's sort of like one of the last neighborhoody new, you um, know, neighborhoods in New York. Everybody yeah. is like, I'm okay, you're okay. Yeah. There's been tremendous support yeah. um for us as we've built our business there. And so, you know, when we were actually Looking to figure out how to grow the business um, after having, you know, made it through the pandemic, um, we decided to gut renovate in East Harlem in our Mm -hmm. same location. Um, because we love it. We just love being there and the community is really important to us. Um and yeah, I mean, we (laughs) we did keep our team together and employed throughout the pandemic because um A, most of them have been with me for 11 years Mm -hmm. Um, and B, I just, you know, felt this real responsibility. It was such a scary time and nobody really knew what was going on. And I had the opportunity um, through uh, a commitment from DeAndre Jordan, who was playing for the Brooklyn Nets at the time to Mm -hmm. feed kids and families in food insecure communities um, for, I knew we, he had funded for three months. And so I knew I had cash flow. I knew we would be able to impact kids by doing this. And we were able to keep our team employed as we figured out how to navigate the pandemic. So I was very fortunate to have that kind of support um, that allowed me to keep my team together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's so nice to hear that, you know, from, just a, a a wonderful point of humanity you know where you have someone who comes on board and cares enough about the community you know as yourself you, the people you're involved with I mean where you are you get everything from empanadas to schnitzel you know? <laughs> exactly
2: yeah and it yeah, just so speaks true.
1: volumes. You can sit down with anybody in, in that part of New York. Yes. And it's fantastic. It so is. Now that leads me into, I I, I want to hear about this Thanksgiving menu that you have.
2: Uh, well, listen, Thanksgiving, I have always said, is my holiday. Like, yeah. I love Thanksgiving. Um, we actually... Um, Thanksgiving was always at Evelyn's home growing mm-hmm. up um, until she passed and always, you know, had this real familiarity. Mm-hmm. And I think for most families, Thanksgiving is the same food, the same twists on the recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means something to people. You know, yeah. it, it just is such an important holiday Um because I think a lot of people have this really deep connection to family through Thanksgiving. Um, and you know, we started doing, uh, the first year I had the business, I actually worked on Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. catered for a family and swore I would never work a holiday again because it was (laughs) just so strange to wait on some, you know, to watch other people be with their families. And I felt Bad for my team that was with me, mm-hmm. and I felt bad for myself. Yeah. And so we started in 2011 doing mm-hmm. pickup Thanksgiving. Um, last year, we were voted by Grub Street as one of the top places for Thanksgiving dinners to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we do meals for two, four to six, or eight to ten, and mm-hmm. we do all of your favorite sides and. Uh, you know, it's yeah. pretty fantastic, if I yeah. do say so myself. I, we I, put a lot of love into yeah. every one of our Thanksgiving dinners. Um, our, we do a, a sage and citrus uh, turkey breast. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. We brine it overnight in mm. dark brown sugar and herbs and orange. Um, and then we baste it with a sage citrus butter. Um, mm. It's rubbed all over and then we roast them off. Um, my favorite side um, is our five spi- our five spice sweet potato souffle. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody has their favorite sweet potato recipe for Thanksgiving., yep. but this one has the sweetness and it's savory. And honestly, like I could just eat sides on Thanksgiving. Um, but I only make our Thanksgiving menu on Thanksgiving. I think it's to save myself. Yeah. Um, because I could probably eat it <laughs> yeah. all year round. Yeah. Um, well, but I, yeah, I, I mean, we just have such a good time. And yeah. this year we're actually shipping Thanksgiving nationwide. We're going to ship uh, the whole dinners. You can order them online on our website, Evelyn's-kitchen.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're shipping on Wednesday. I'm sorry, we're shipping on Monday Mm -hmm. because I don't trust the carriers to actually do overnight shipping. And so we're shipping Monday to arrive Tuesday to give them time, you know, in case they don't make it for the overnight. But we are shipping uh, overnight nationwide. And then you can also pick up at the kitchen on Wednesday until 6 p.m
1: fantastic i do have to say i've got to put my two cents in here i I, your macaroni and cheese if i was going to the electric chair (laughs) i think that would be um part
2: of it's a good one you saw you saw you saw the pictures online actually the mac and cheese is on our menu year round yeah um because i mean who doesn't want warm cheese Uh, year round right like i We feel we owe it to the people to make sure sure you can get, you know, baked warm cheese (laughs) on a (laughs) year-round basis. But yeah, (laughs) we use five cheeses in the mac and cheese. It is, um, you know, just a really nice layers of flavor. It's what, you know, people ask about. Our, 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 you know, sort of flavor profile and mm-hmm. everything we do, I like to say, have layers of flavor in it. So you're not just going to pick up one thing. You're going to pick up maybe a little heat, yeah. a little savory. You're going to taste a pop of the salt. Um, mm-hmm. But we really, you know, enjoy kind of the, the vibe the week of Thanksgiving as we're in the kitchen making everything. Yep. Last year we did 87 full dinners wow. for pickup. And I you know, I think all of us were working 12 18-hour days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: bizarrely loving it. Like it's oh, so sure. fun. It's so sure. fun as people pick up their dinners. Um, and it just feels great on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I am I make my family's Thanksgiving at the kitchen and bring it home. So I don't have to cook on Thanksgiving yeah. either. Yeah. Um, so I'm eating the same food everyone else is eating that yeah. we've taken care of. And I'm like, oh, OK, I know they're going to be happy. This is really good this year. Yeah.
1: Hey, listen, <laughs> just, you know, this is radio, but the way you talk about it, you had me at savory. So <laughs> Listen it was great having you on please uh, tell us again where everybody can reach you in order and and uh, uh whew, man i'm i'm getting a little bit so, myself
2: thank you bob so our website is evelyns kitchencom mm-hmm. um, we're on instagram and at evelyn's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. and we are hopefully on the last week of our renovation of our east harlem kitchen and mm-hmm. we'll be opening back up Um, for cafe service right after thanksgiving so for the next two weeks we're doing the soul train awards for 500 people on november 20th then we kick into thanksgiving for the week and right after thanksgiving our cafe menu and our cafe will be back open as well and that's in east harlem at 2317 first avenue between 118th and 119th street
1: Well, you will see me there one of those days. I would
2: love that, Bob, please. I would love to see you there.
1: I promise you. I promise you.
2: Come break some bread with us.
1: Would love to. Thank you so much for being on Greater Good Radio. Thanks for the
2: opportunity to chat. I really appreciate it.
1: You got it. Life is full of peaks and valleys. And between the two, some of those things may have created financial setbacks. You do not have to suffer the anxiety of how to get out of a situation you didn't plan. You don't have to go it alone. The law offices of Edward Hanratty specializes in debt relief, bankruptcy protection, challenging student loans, and mortgage modifications. The law provides us with certain protection, and it's something you should take advantage of when you need it. Call 732-866-6655 or visit their website at www.CentralNewJerseyBankruptcyLawyer.com. Experience and confidence is what the Law Offices of Edward Hanratty has been providing since 1997. Representation you can trust. Call them today. Or visit our offices at 80 Court Street, Freehold, New Jersey. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, The Voice of New York. The American spirit, its ingenuity, desire, pride, and the chance to achieve your dreams. Have you ever given any real thought about where we would be without the American farmer? Have you ever really asked yourself that question at the dinner table while you're eating with your family? Ben Moore had a vision when he started the Ugly Company. After Ben served as an infantryman in the United States Army, he returned to farming and decided to do something about the waste of perfectly good fruit deemed unmarketable due to nothing more than a blemish or its shape. Thousands of truckloads of fruit are thrown out in California every year the ugly company has taken a giant step in addressing food insecurity the ugly company prevents food waste by upcycling fruit and transforming it into healthy dried fruit snacks when you order from the ugly company you're getting the best that this Kingsburg California farming company has to offer you know ugly never looks so pretty go to www.theugly.company to order online for home delivery and learn more about these healthy delicious products we're going to talk quite a bit about our economic woes we're going to talk mainly about the real estate market did you know that you can purchase a tax lien on a piece of property And actually own that property for much, much less than its market value. A lot of people still don't know that. This is probably the most opportune time for an investor, for anyone to purchase a tax lien and own their home for pennies on a dollar. We're very fortunate to have Steve Rosen an attorney who is licensed in the state of New Jersey who has some relative expertise in tax liens and bankruptcy, on the phone with us. Hi, Steve. How are you?
0: Hi. How you doing, Bob?
1: Good. Steve, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, I've been in practice 27 years. I specialize in bankruptcy taxes, including real property taxes and the like. And this is what I've been doing since I've opened my practice. I had a piece of property that was being sold very, very cheaply in North Bergen, New Jersey. When I got the property, I found that there was a tax lien on it. And looking at the outstanding taxes, the final number I had to pay pay was spectacular. So I had to pay a huge amount of money uh, to get this property cleared for my own investment. And uh, I became interested in tax lien certificates at that point in time, and that was over 20 years ago.
1: You were able to actually get the property for less than what its market value was at that time?
0: I got the property significantly less than market value.
1: Steve, what is a tax lien?
0: A tax lien is a government indebtedness owed by the property holder to the government for a non-payment of taxes. The state or city has the right to collect that indebtedness by means of a tax lien or foreclosure.
1: Now, this is a, what they call in uh, legal terms, a priority lien. Is that correct?
0: Well, not only is it a priority lien, it's one of the highest priority liens. If there is a mortgage or any judgment against the property, it literally supersedes them. If you get a tax lien certificate and you foreclose properly with that certificate, you will not have those outstanding mortgages or outstanding judgments, including an internal revenue service, non-payment of tax.
1: So a tax lien investor, Steve, could end up with property for much, much less than its actual market value.
0: Its actual value or market value. That's why they're so popular, yes.
1: Tell us a little bit about what a tax lien yields as far as the way of interest.
0: The state of New Jersey mandates that maximum interest will be paid by the property owner of 18% plus attorney fees and costs. That means the person who is the lien against will pay that amount. When a tax sale certificate buyer goes in an auction, he can buy it at that rate.
1: So if a person buys a tax lien for $10,000 and collects it at the end of the year from the property owner, they'd actually pick up $1,800 in interest?
0: $1,800 in interest plus attorney's fees and any costs that the certificate holder had to lay out, reasonable costs, had to lay out in order to process and collect on the Yes.
1: Wow, what are banks paying today? Is it 2%, 3%? I can't even think.
0: Well, let me ask you. You might be nuts to keep your money in a bank today because you don't know if it's going to be there tomorrow, but hopefully the <laughs> FDIC will will make sure that that doesn't happen. But no bank is paying more than 4 4.5% for a long-term CD.
1: Steve, there are companies willing to take installment payments on tax liens. What do you think of that idea?
0: It's a great idea because it's a win-win situation for both parties.
1: So this would be a good idea for a third-party investor to get in who maybe doesn't have a lot of cash?
0: Absolutely. You don't really have to own the property. You have the right to own the property, and no one else will supersede that right. It's an excellent investment.
1: And anyone can purchase a tax lien, is that correct?
0: Anybody can come in with the money and bid on it and get it, yes.
1: Thanks for being on Total Access Live Radio. Side Street Home Ventures is offering to the public installment payments on tax sale certificates where you can make a couple hundred dollar a month payment and actually end up owning your own home. This is not a Carlton Sheets course where you're going to buy a book and you have hopes and dreams. Side Street Home Ventures actually owns the inventory. They have over 608 tax liens available now. The majority of these liens are on distressed properties. Side Street Home Ventures LLC will do the financing for you. There's no brokers. There's no banks involved. They own the inventory so they can take monthly payments directly from you. This is really nothing more than the old building and loan mentality from years ago. Building and loan associations were very much like a savings and loan association. They would loan money on properties to build them, to improve them, and that's basically the concept here. Side Street Home Ventures LLC will afford you the opportunity to own your own home for pennies on a dollar. You wonder why Fannie Mae is in so much trouble? The government's intention was actually very good they want everybody to own their own home. One of their programs where you would put 3% down as a down payment and the government would finance the rest, you know that works to a degree. Years ago they would want 20% down, 30% down. The problem with that is that a young couple finally scrambles and gets enough money to make a down payment, that 3%, they buy their house and now what could happen? There's all kind of variables the husband loses a job, the wife gets sick and now you can't make the monthly payment, you don't have anything in the bank or any kind of savings to make up for that. It goes into foreclosure. This is almost the reverse of that. By taking monthly payments on a tax lien and allowing the opportunity to come directly to you to own your own home, you've still got your money. There's never been more opportunity in the real estate market than there is today. How can you make money in a contracting economy? Side Street Home Ventures is going to show you how you can do that. Find out how all this works by calling us at 646-712-0978 or go to TotalAccessLive.com for more information on this very unique opportunity. Saying your final goodbyes are never easy. Your memories and the final tribute to a loved one who meant the world to you requires a guiding hand. The staff at Shook Funeral Home, located at 639 Van Houten Ave in Clifton, New Jersey, are available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to assist you in your time of need, as well as answer any questions you may have regarding at-need or pre-need funeral arrangements. Call Shook at 973-471-9620 or visit their website at shookfh.com. Shook Funeral Home is family-owned and operated. They invite you to view and read the letters of appreciation they've received from many families they've served in their testimonial section. Remember, in your time of need, call Shook Funeral Home. Starting a business or advancing your platform is no walk in the park. The challenges of today's marketplace should be navigated by those who know its ups and downs. Morgan Taylor has the skill set to provide any brand, organization, or company with guidance for growth. Morgan Taylor Marketing offers web development and creative services for business owners and entrepreneurs. You can contact Morgan at morgantaylormarketing.com or call her at 973-821-3322. surrounds us every day. Let Denise Marie help you find that connection. Contact Denise Marie for a reading today. Visit her website at haloincorporated.com or call her at 201-448-0479. Hey everybody, where did 2021 go? Can you believe that the holidays are just about here and and we're going to greet 2022 in just a few weeks? You know what that means? Yep. The premiere of the first comedy cooking show ever called Great Balls of Fire featuring Vito the Guido and a group of guys that no gang really wants. The show is 30 minutes of mayhem and laughs. You will not want to miss the antics of those guys who seek the glamour of a life in disorganized crime. The show features a dish shared by these guys during each episode. And directly after the broadcast, the tandem program called Counterintelligence which has nothing to do with spying, will reveal how that food item was created and recipes revealing the preparation process. So, with that said, we're just about out of time, everybody. And I would like to give a shout-out to John, V1, Mejente, and the rest of you guys. Tune in next week for another episode of Greater Good Radio on WOR 710 AM, starting at 5 AM. And remember, if you you're not up while we're broadcasting you can get us on the iheart radio app spotify and google play well that's about all we have listen everybody have a great week be safe and we'll see you next time on greater good radio
0: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
3: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
0: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time